Hi. Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, Chad Rempel of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, newly re-signed, sits down with Kelly Moore. I talked to Kim Davis, commissioner of the MJHL, about their showcase coming up with the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League and about safety on the roads after a scary incident in South Dakota. Plus, meet Jack Charleston, one of the pitchers on the Gold Eyes. He's in Jacksonville right now, but he'll be back in Winnipeg this summer to pitch for the Gold Eyes. That's coming up on the podcast. So after Justin Medlock signed a two-year extension with the Blue Bombers Monday, we figured it would not be long before we heard news of a similar deal for long snapper Chad Rempel. So after Jake Thomas was locked up yesterday, the news today that Medlock's battery mate is back in blue and gold caught up with CGOB Sports Director Kelly Moore. Today, proving that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are a country for old men, Chad Rempel has signed for two years. And Chad, we say that tongue-in-cheek because you're probably in better shape than uh, any of us here at the station. But congratulations on the new deal. Uh, uh, I know that uh, it's always good to get out of that, that out of the way as early as you possibly can. Yeah, thank you very much, and uh, and you're right. Um, it's one of those things that you prefer to get done as, as early in the off season as you can, so you know you can really uh, reset yourself and and focus on what's up next. I'm thinking uh, that when Justin Medlock signed on Monday, that uh, this had to be planned that you wouldn't be far behind because he has never ever been shy about telling uh, us in the media and the fans how important you are to his success. Yeah, uh, and and I was really happy to see him sign and, and hoping we'd be working together again because uh, the same goes the other way. Uh, he's very important for my success as well. Uh, we've worked together for a number of years, um, not only as teammates, but before we were teammates as well. And uh, he helped me develop as a specialist and uh, improve my game. And and he's one of the major reasons why I continue to play. Have you guys almost become a package deal now? It seems that way. Um, I mean, I can't imagine snapping to anybody else, and and I believe he would probably say the same thing at this point. And, you know, for us, uh, now it's just about winning that great cup together. And with respect to the contract negotiations, Chad, I mean, Justin made it sound like it was uh, – fairly routine from his end. Was it pretty much the same thing for you and your conversations with uh, Kyle Walters or uh, do you have an agent who handles that for you? Well, it was pretty simple. Um, I do have an agent, Dan Bertley, but the communication uh, is always open between us. Um, you know, uh, he knew I wanted to be here and, and uh, you know, it was just a matter of kind of sitting down and getting it done. I don't know if you saw the, uh, the the social media comment made by Derek Dennis of Calgary, but and I think I'm quoting this pretty accurately. Uh, you know, I, I wonder about these dudes who are signing extensions before the collective bargaining agreement. They don't even know how it's going to shake out. Uh, so I I don't know if it's criticism or not in terms of a severe margin, but I mean, each man's business is each man's business, is it not? Exactly. I mean, that's his opinion. And, uh, you know, you have to respect that. But I think uh, every every guy's situation is different, Um, you know, and, uh, you know, I I believe we have to respect all those decisions made. And for me, it was uh, more important to be where I wanted to be more than waiting to see what the CBA did and, 
you know, how much money you could explore in free agency. That's not really, uh, really my goal at this point in my career. So, um, you know, with guys want to wait to get the money, um, I'm all for it. Uh, and that, that's their choice. And, and I don't know if you can an, ask, answer this or not, but I'm going to ask the questions anyway. Anyway, I mean, as a player, Chad, do you think there's going to be that big pot at the end of the rainbow when this CBA does finally uh, get hammered out between uh, the Players Association and the league? It's really tough to say, right? Um, you know, I, I the negotiations haven't haven't started yet, so it's it's really tough to say where both sides are at right now. Um, you know, so I I'm I, like I said, I was just focused on getting things done. Uh, with this organization, and uh, we'll see where the CBA takes us from there. Right, and I think it says a lot about this Winnipeg organization, Chad, that I I mentioned three uh, uh, people have signed just in the last three days, but there were more before then. Uh, It it seems to me the Bombers are probably leading the Canadian Football League in in pending free agents who've signed extensions. So I think that tells you all you need to know about how the players feel about their teammates' and the city they play in. Exactly. And uh, going back to Derek Dennis making that comment, I mean, he has no idea how the guys signing feel about this organization because he's never played here. So it's, it's not just, you know, Kyle going out and signing guys aggressively. It's, it's guys wanting to be here as well. So, um, I mean, that's, it shows great on the organization. Okay, now, now that you're signed, are you going to take on the role of an Andrew Harris and be a, a recruiter for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Because you had mentioned your agent's name. He's the same uh, gentleman representing Adam Big Hill. So you're going to go do an Andrew Harris on Adam Big Hill now? <laughs> I, I'm always an agent for Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, I've always worked in the lines and uh, – like I said, we obviously want to win here, and uh, we're going to do everything we can to get the right guys here. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, of what's been going on around the league, uh, certainly from the you know with the Calgary Stampeders and to a certain degree the Edmonton Eskimos, a number of their players signing NFL deals. And Chad, uh, I don't think you have to go back too far for when you had a really good shot with the Chicago Bears as a a long snapper. So it's kind of interesting, the number of guys that are getting NFL opportunities out of this league. Yeah. Back when I tried, you know, there was only maybe a couple guys in off season signing. Um, I think we're up to like 13 now. Um, I'm not sure, but it's great for the league. Uh, a lot of guys getting notice. Um, you know, it's uh, it just shows the level of play we have up here. And I think it's, there's more guys that deserve a shot and, they're just continuing to to pave the way for for the future. Yeah, you being a businessman and an entrepreneur, uh, uh, I, I think that uh, you could probably have a greater appreciation for this than the the average Joe. What did you think of uh, the the league expanding? When I say expanding, I mean casting its net out to, to Mexico. I know Kyle Walters and Michael Shea are headed there this weekend for uh, uh, the, uh, the the tryouts. Uh, what, what what's the have you talked much amongst uh, yourselves about uh, you know uh, where the league is is kind of taking a look for additional talent? Yeah, I mean um, we don't know too much yet uh, as players as to what the league wants to do. You know, do they want to add a mandatory player to every ro- roster? How that all plays out. But uh, the one thing that does excite me 
is hearing about the numbers of eyes that watch their championship game. I, I believe it's around 8 million. So the re- or the opportunity for generating revenue down the road, if we can get some of those eyes on our game, is substantial. So uh, I think if we do things carefully and um, in a very smart way, we can we can take advantage of that and grow the game. Chad, what are you uh, going to do now for the rest of the off season besides training to be the best fit 37, well, soon to be 37 year old uh, in Winnipeg? I'll tell you what, I am, I'm pretty motivated and I'm going to work my butt off. Uh, I plan to have my best season this, this year coming up. But uh, other than that, um, I've got two boys here and we're just going to have as, as much fun spending time together as we can in the, the cold Winnipeg days. Thanks a bunch for doing this, Chad. All right, appreciate it. Thank you very much. That is Chad Rempel, long snapper for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, back in blue and gold for the next two years. Yes, he just snaps for a long time. That's what he does. And we're joined on the line by League Commissioner Kim Davis. How are you tonight, Kim? Uh, really good, thanks, Christian. How are you? Doing well. Uh, let's talk about how the league season has gone so far. Portage in first place right now with uh, 64 points. Swan Valley second with 57. Steinbach third, 54. I asked Kevin Surrett this question last week, but I'll ask you now. Is that the kind of the order you thought it would be? Those would be the top three teams at this point in the season? Yeah, you know, um, I... I uh, I don't really usually have much of a of a sense for who's going to be on top. Uh, really, it it, it really uh, kind of boils down to you know seeing how the the teams uh, get off uh, you know with the first couple of weeks and, and months of the season, and then at that point, then I could probably make a, a bit of a prediction. But even having said that, I think Portage uh, didn't get off as strong as as what they have been recently in their case, and. Uh, and uh, you know Swan has been pretty consistently strong all season, but uh, you know uh, it, it's uh, it's good to see uh, you know Swan in particular uh, you know not being near the top in the past. It's good to see them uh, up near the top uh, this year and uh, getting some new uh, new blood in there uh, at the top of the standings. But uh, all in all, though, a very very competitive season so far, uh, right across the board. And uh, a big weekend coming up for Manitoba Junior Hockey League and Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League as the MJHL-SJHL Showcase takes place in Regina. Uh, tell me more about this weekend for you guys. Yeah, th- this is the second uh, event. Uh, we did the same uh, thing last year uh, with uh, the SJHL hosting our league over there in Regina. Uh, basically, we've got three teams of, of all-star players, really the top 60 players from our league. Uh, going over to play uh, three teams uh, from from the SJHL, and one of the teams is is 18 and under, uh, uh, made up of players 18 and under. The other two teams are all 19 and 20 year old players, and as I said, they're the top players in the league. And so the the really the purpose of it is to to bring those players together from both leagues, have them play competitive games. Each each team will uh, each of the each of the three teams from our league will play two games against. Uh, the same t- or their their counterpart teams from the SJHL and, and again the purpose is just to just to have some highly competitive games that uh, where these players can showcase their talents. We've invited lots of scouts, so there'll be lots of uh, NCAA scouts, CIS, U Sports scouts, major junior scouts, and uh, and of course uh, we, we expect a, a number of NHL teams to be there as well. So it's really just a high te- high intensity, high highly competitive event, and great for the players to. To, to showcase what they can do. 
And the word showcase is the operative word because it seems like there has been an added emphasis on these kinds of events in recent years. Is that Ooh. is that the case here, trying to show off the talent better? Yeah, you know, both uh, myself and, and Bill Chow, my counterpart in the SJ, we we were both very interested a couple of years ago in just tr- trying to find another event that we could add to our calendar that that gave some players an opportunity to to uh, again showcase their their abilities and. Um, you know, this isn't taking a lot of time out of our schedule, but it's uh, it's really an intense, uh, quick uh, turnaround event over a two and a half day period, and uh, uh, really will be. Uh, you know, last year was was excellent. This year, we're expecting very much the same. Just a just a great uh, a great event with uh, with great competitiveness from all the players. And this is something where a player now is looking forward to getting tapped on the shoulder to go to this thing. Yes, we've already announced uh, the identity of the players that that have been selected, uh, and uh, and those are have been publicized and on our website and through all the other platforms we we use to communicate. And uh, so we're now it's just a matter of uh, you know finishing off this week uh, with the regular season games, and we're we're all jumping on the bus and heading to Regina on Sunday. So speaking of uh, heading onto a bus, I mentioned a story mm-hmm. earlier in the show about an incident in South Dakota where four players rolled their SUV on their way to a junior hockey game. And uh, luckily they escaped unscathed, at least physically. There's possible psychological after effects of getting in a crash like that. But just wondering what the policies are for traveling in winter conditions in the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. Is it mandated that uh, players can't drive themselves? Um, It it isn't technically mandated, but uh, almost exclusively um, that is the the mode that uh, our teams use. We... uh, I will say uh, this is my 17th year as the commissioner of, of the MJHL, and there there have been uh, occurrences, not many, but there have been occurrences over that time where um, where uh, a personal vehicle has been used uh, by uh, by some players, uh, but it is not common at all. And uh, uh, oddly enough, since the the tragedy in April, um, the the two board meetings that we've had, uh, uh, we, we've discussed uh, improvement. Uh, you know, in, in this vein, for our league, we actually have a meeting coming up on Saturday in, in two days, where um, the article you referenced and, and and other updates with regard to some safety measures um, related to seatbelts and just a few other uh, items related to this are going to be discussed by the board. Uh, I have that on the agenda, and so we're we're looking to um, just see what we can do that's that's reasonable and within our means to 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 do to to make uh, that the travel that the teams are required to do uh, safer for the players and 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 really all the passengers that are on on uh, on those vehicles because there are teams that have to travel a great distance to play in this league and that's in right. wintertime in Manitoba, we know how tough that can be. So what mm-hmm. are the kind of limitations for when a team should be expected to just say, you know what, we can't make it to the mm-hmm. game tonight? Yeah, I'll, I'll just describe the, the, the policy that we have, uh, Christian. Um, first of all, um, the league office will never d- decide uh, for the team whether they should travel or not. It's always uh, on the obligation of the team and its, its bus carrier or the driver to make the decision, we we uh, whenever we when in particular when, whenever I am uh, you know when, when the season starts particularly this part of the season when we know that bad weather can come up at any time I'm all constantly scouring the the weather uh, channels and and just to see what's coming uh, before uh, teams get on the road and so we're in constant communication with them the course of a day a typical travel day and so. 
Uh, I'm always in touch with them, asking them what the conditions are, what their plans are, that sort of thing. Uh, and then ultimately, you know, we discuss um, with them uh, what they intend to do. And, and at all times, they are fully aware that um, if they decide that they, they do not want to travel uh, in, in collaboration with the bus driver, then they, they merely have to say, we're not going. Um, and, and, then, and then we make the arrangements to, to do a postponement. So uh, that's, in, in a nutshell, that's the policy that we follow. Uh, we do have discussion, and it's not just as, as simple as, as saying, you know, I don't feel like going. We, you know, we talk about the conditions, uh, we assess the situation, uh, but uh, we always err on the side of safety in that regard. And, um, and that's generally, or that's, you know, that's what our policy is. And this article from The Athletic also talked to Bill Chow about the SJHL and how most of the teams in that league are community-owned and they charter mm-hmm. out their bus services. Is it similar in the MJHL? Um, it, it's not as many. Uh, there, I would say about half uh, use charters, and then there's, there's uh, I think, four or five teams that own their own bus. Uh, so, uh, you know, regardless of that, regardless of that, though, the same, really the same process happens. Uh, you know, it's, it's the... Uh, the head coach and GM uh, uh, that's on the bus with the uh, with the bus driver, or uh, you know, that's in touch with the, the bus company, and uh, and then they make that decision either after they've already departed or even prior to departing, d- depending on the length of the anticipated trip that that's in in place for that day. Well, Kim, I appreciate you taking time to come on the sports show and talk about all this. Yeah, no, you're you're welcome. I know it's a it's a very uh, um, well, it, it, it's it's in the news a lot, and it's on people's minds, and it's it's so important. And um, you know, we, we just hope that we uh, uh, you know make good decisions with regard to this for sure. Mm-hmm. Best of luck at the showcase. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. And another contract today. Well, actually, it was yesterday that the Winnipeg Gold Eyes added to their 2019 roster, re-signing right-handed pitcher Jack Charleston and. Signing rookie right-handed pitcher and Canadian, Brandon Markland. Last year, Charleston set an American Association record for durability, appeared in 60 of the Goldeyes' 100 regular season games, and Charleston joins me now on the CGOB Sports Show. First of all, Jack, where are you right now? I'm in uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Okay, and you're from Florida? Yes, I'm uh, from Gainesville. Okay. So, how does someone from Jacksonville end up playing baseball in Winnipeg? (laughs) Um... Well, it all started, uh, you know, I got drafted by the White Sox in uh, 2015 out of Faulkner University, a little school in Alabama, and uh, played for them for three full seasons, and then I got released uh, this past year of spring training, and, uh, and I got a call from, my, actually my agent is Canadian, so he knows, uh, he knows Rick, so they're the one that actually put me in contact with him, and uh you know, we just decided, I mean, I knew Winnipeg was a good winning program and that's, that's what it's all about. It's about winning. So, um, I decided to, 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 to play that year in, uh, in Winnipeg. So what did you know about the city itself before you got here? Oh, I knew absolutely nothing. But you got here, I guess, after it was cold. The cold was done, or was it? It was a little bit chilly during uh, the beginning of preseason last year, but it was not. Uh, you guys would not call that cold. 
No, no. That was that springtime <laughs> for us. I mean, I'm, right now it's minus 16 degrees Celsius, and I'm just I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit, but it's it's a little chillier than what you're used to in in Jacksonville. That's for sure. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's unacceptable down here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, uh, it's one. It's one Fahrenheit right now. Yeah, that's not okay with me. <laughs> <laughs> so, what? How did you enjoy your uh, first season as a Gold Eye? Um, it was a lot of fun, actually. Uh, playing with Rick is a uh, is a lot of fun. There's no games. It's all about it's all about you know the game of baseball. There's nothing else involved. Um, and of course. I mean, probably the, that's the best place I've ever played for fans. Um, how involved the whole city is and everything involved with the team, with the team, is uh, it's great. It's just a great experience, to be honest. One of the best times I've ever had playing baseball. Yeah, the Gold Eyes have in the American Association an independent league. They've got probably one of the more stable franchises. They had just won a couple American Association titles last season. Was a pretty rough season, for, win loss record wise, but. I know from what I've heard, Shaw Park, the ball diamond, is really one of the crown jewels of the league. Um, yeah, definitely. It's got a great stadium. Um, I'm used to playing on great fields, being from Florida. You know, we get to manicure them all year round. So, I mean, the playing surface matched matched up just as well as any anywhere I've played in Florida. So, But it's really the stadium and, and the fans is what, what really sets it apart in my mind. What do you think of the quality of the play in the league? Um, I played uh, up to Double A with the White Sox, and uh, I would say that the talent's definitely probably better than than some of the talent we faced in Double A. Uh, it's just up and down the lineups are pretty good um, it, for hitters, at least. Uh, I didn't pay too much attention to opposing pitching, but uh, the hitters, the up and down lineups are hard to pitch to. Um, you got guys with bit of seen they've played a lot more baseball a lot more experience um so it's definitely harder to, to pitch to guys that are like that so i would say it, it ranks up there with better if if just as good if not better than a lot of the double a teams that i played against so you appeared in 60 of the gold eyes 100 games last year which is a, a record for durability 51 and a third innings pitch so your job is basically kind of a specialist out shut down reliever kind of the deal um, yeah, coming out, um, I was just off uh, a year at, with the White Sox um, where I had been basically a closer, um, and I came came in kind of expecting to close, and we had we had Cappy, uh, Victor Capion, so uh, he, he definitely earned that starting role from what he's done the past few years with the team, um, so I just jumped in right behind him, and, and basically my job was just to get, get him the ball. Um, and if I could, if I could go in and throw up a zero and get him the ball, it was basically, basically a win for us with, with how the back end of our bullpen was pitching last year. Right. So why did you decide to uh, come back to Winnipeg for this upcoming season? Uh, I mean, it's just a great place to play. It's a great environment. Um, Rick obviously knows, knows how to win. Um, he's a winner. He's just, just one bad season. Doesn't really define you as a coach so i know rick i've actually seen rick uh be doing a lot of a lot of trades and, and trying to sign a lot of a lot of different players trying to get get the lineup in that we need to be able to put up those runs um and i'm confident that he can put up put put a lineup together that's that's going to win a lot of ball games this year so 
He's done it in the past. I don't see why there's any reason he can't do it again this upcoming year. So what are you doing now in the off season? Do you have a job or are you just working out? What's the deal? Uh, yeah, I have a job. I actually work uh, construction during the off season this year. Um, and I'm also lifting weights and just started my throwing program trying to get get ready for this coming season. Okay. Do you pay attention to uh, any hockey or is, Jack- is hockey in Jacksonville just a complete non-factor? It's basically a non-factor. We have like a, a D-League hockey team, I guess it is. Um, the Jacksonville Icemen. I think they're they're a team with the Bruins, maybe. They're, actually, believe, with, they're but... actually with the Winnipeg Jets now. Okay, so yeah, okay. So yeah, they're with the Jets. Uh, last year, I went to probably about 10, 10 of their home games, and it's right next to one of the minor league uh, baseball teams that they have here. So, uh, yeah, actually, I... I don't pay too much attention to the NHL, but I definitely love going to to the Iceman games. I guess there's not much overlap because really right when the Gold Eye season ends, that's kind of when the Jet season starts, so you wouldn't have had a chance to check them out, I guess. Yeah. Um, I was actually there last year, which was a great introduction to Winnipeg, was all of uh, oh, the, the playoffs, the playoffs yeah. for the Jets. So I got to see a few block parties, a oh, few yeah. whiteouts. That was a great introduction to city so that that kind of kick-started my my time in winnipeg so that was very interesting and very cool to see well you might get to see it again this season we'll see how the jets do jack i appreciate taking time to talk to me tonight yes sir thank you very much thanks for having me that's jack charleston pitcher for the winnipeg gold eyes he'll be back with the team this season set a record for appearances 60 out of their 100 games didn't pitch an inning in all of those he pitched 51 in the third total innings so kind of a specialist out of the bullpen Setup guy for their closer. And how cool is that? Your first Winnipeg experience is the whiteout, which is one of the coolest things. You know, people that have lived here their entire lives will say that was one of the coolest things they've ever seen in this city. And we'll probably see it again. And I mean, we're going to see it at least for one round in April. The Jets are making the playoffs. That's not a problem, but that will be a lot of fun. Check out the CJOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 p.m. with Christian O'Mell and the Sports Show Podcast. Not available on iTunes, not available on Google Podcasts, not available anywhere you get your favorite podcasts yet.